Hey everyone, my name is Joyce Strong and welcome to the Totally Well Show. I'm your host. Today I have my guest, Don McGee, and we're going to talk about all the things it takes for you to have a healthy and um, optimal life. So uh, Don is a um, certified licensed nutrition coach. That's right. And um, you can find her at donmcgee.guru, and she is a guru. Um, I'm going to dig in deep, so we're going to find out more about what she knows. You can also hit her up on Instagram at dmnutrition, um, and you can find her on Facebook. She's got some very cool things going on on Facebook on uh, Don McGee Nutrition Coach. So you're going to have to, in the search box, uh, type that out. So welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on today. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, so I wanted to get a little bit uh, more information just about you, getting to know you, about um, your, your, just your personal life. Sure. Um, are you, do you have a family? Are you married? Do you have kids? I do. I do. I have a wonderful 14-year-old son. Yeah. He's graduating from eighth grade this year. Oh, congrats. So thank you. So that's a big milestone for him. He is a karate kid. He's got oh. his black belt, his first degree black belt, and he's going for his second degree end of this year. So very excited for that as well. And I've been married to my husband for over 16 years. Um, we live in Woburn, yeah. and um, he's from Massachusetts, and I'm from New York. Oh, okay. So we're raising a cross-sports fan household. <laughs> it's very Who are interesting. The Who are the teams? You know, at this point, we're really New England fans, yeah. uh, Patriots, Red Sox. Uh, my son tries very hard to be neutral. Yeah. The one year that the Pats and the Giants were playing each other, he was very diplomatic about it all, I will say. <laughs> Is he a Rangers fan? Um, he's, you know, he's not a huge sports fan. We yeah. keep him pretty busy, so there's not a lot of time to to sit around and watch sports. Mostly we get them active. Yeah, and well, karate's a sport, right? Absolutely. So that's, <laughs> um, well, that's nice, that's very nice. Now you, um, obviously you're helping people with nutrition and that's your sweet spot and your expertise. How, how did you get interested? Did you go to school for this? Did you start when you were a kid? When did it start for you? That's a great question. I'd like to say that I've always been a foodie. Um, I, I think there are a lot of things in my life that have led me to this point. Mm -hmm. um, you know, being certified and licensed, of course, I've done education to get to this point. But, um, you know, my background is in high tech. I have an engineering degree in computer science. Really? So I'm very uh, analytical, information-based, and the science behind nutrition has always been fascinating to me. Did you work in the... In the um Engineer as an engineer first, not as a programmer. But, you know, I, I've always liked the people side of the business. Got so it, I like yeah. to say that I've oozed out of you know <laughs> all of the corporate environments I've ever been in, and, and it took me a while to figure out that what that meant was I should really be in business for myself. Um, and working with people, you know, I was in marketing and product management and customer support, and so I've always been in service-based businesses. And so it's a natural fit for me to be helping people figure out how to have nutrition and a lifestyle that all fits together for them. So I want to go back to foodie. Sure. What does that mean? What's, what's a foodie? Um, for me, being a foodie means that I love food and I love different kinds of food and I, I like to try different things. And a lot of people I think have a misconception that being healthy means that your food is boring. Mm -hmm. And so it's one of my missions to dispel that. 
to, okay. to help them have creative and healthy foods um, that, that fuel their body. When I hear foodie, I think I love food. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, food is, is a great joy. It's a great fuel for your body. It should be enjoyed. It shouldn't just be, I'm going to shovel some food in and then check off this meal and move on to the next thing. I think it's a great part of enjoyment in life. Yeah. Well, that's so great to hear because, as you said, so, so many of the messages that come to us are about taking food away. Right. And that's so painful to me. I want right. food. Absolutely. Uh, and I love to travel. So I like to tell people that I, I travel by stomach. And oh, so that's very cool. <laughs> when I go to places, one of the first things I want to know is what is the local cuisine? Mm -hmm. And where can I try it? And um, where are the best places to go sample it? And what do the locals eat? And what a great way to get to know a culture. Yeah, yeah, it's so much fun. And um, so, as I said, I'm from New York. When I go down to New York, you know, New York there, City, New York City, yeah. there are a couple of things that I always, I always want. You know, there's Where's your accent. I've traveled so much. I've lost my accent. <laughs> I've been in Boston for 30 years, so it's yeah, it's all gone. Me. Yeah, you fooled me. <laughs> That's right. I don't have coffee, and I don't park my car. <laughs> so, and I, you know, when I travel to Dallas, I come back saying y'all. Yeah. So yeah, it all yeah. ebbs and flows. There you go. Yeah. 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 So, um, can I ask you kind of a more broad question about just sure. your general philosophy about, I mean, the foodie thing gave me some, some good lead for it, but just in general about your, when you're uh, working with people, helping people about nutrition, mm -hmm. just your ideas. My general philosophy? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd like to say that it's really about the whole person. Um, I, I tell people that what I really hope for them is that they live a life they love without being hungry, feeling deprived, or giving up their glass of wine with dinner. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that, that sort of encompasses what I, what I like to help people achieve. It's not just about food being healthy, mm -hmm. right? There's so many things to your health foundation. And of course, food's crucial. Water's crucial. Exercise is crucial. But there's also sleep mm -hmm. and stress. And are you taking any supplements or medication that impacts your health? And they all tie together, your, your mindset, your family, your environment, your relationships. It's really about the whole person. So these are all so many separate fields that are, are specialties. Yeah. It's, and it kind of mirrors, I think, um, our conventional medicine. Mm -hmm. So, hello, I have an earache. Which ear is it? It's the right ear. Oh, sorry, we're the left ear doctor. <laughs> it's like it's getting to be like that. Right. So I think when I hear you say that, I'm like, how did you, how do you accumulate so much knowledge to be able to deal with a whole person? Uh, that's a great question. So I wouldn't say that I am an expert at every single piece. Mm -hmm. um, my area of focus is certainly on food and how you can select foods to fit into your lifestyle and help you be healthy. Mm -hmm. But I, I have a, um, a network of other professionals that I work with mm -hmm. and that I will refer people to or that I'll bring on to um, introduce people to. We were having a, a group session and um, some folks were going through different aspects of grief. And so I brought on a someone who was really expert at helping people move through different stages of grief. Mm -hmm. and we talked a little bit about mindset, because th those are not my areas of expertise. So I like to work with people 
um, who it is their area of expertise. I see. So you're able to approach the whole person and then, and correct me if I'm wrong, and then see needs or do sort of an assessment and triage and see needs and and maybe handle some first level things in areas, but then say, oh, this this needs to be moved here. Absolutely. You know, I I wouldn't pretend to be everything to everybody, but I think when you're working with food, so many other things come up Right, uh, you know, I, I don't work with people uh, who have eating disorders, for example. Mm-hmm. Those I would refer to somebody else. But you can see when that's an issue for people or mm-hmm. for when people, um, I like to tell people that my food story is that food is love. That's mm-hmm. how I grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, a way to show love, you mean? Absolutely, you know, we celebrate with food, we mourn with food, it's, it's everything. I mean, I, it's. I can't go to someone else's house without bringing something with me still to this day, right? You, yeah. bring, you bring something with you. And that's how you show love. And that um, you can do that with healthy foods, but you can also do that with cake and ice cream nonstop. And then mm-hmm. it becomes an issue. And so you, when you get to know people, you sort of get to peel away the layers of the onion to figure out what their underlying story is. And some of that I can help them through, and some of that I need to refer to other people. I'm curious with what you said, where food is love, and identifying that, because I think that takes some getting self-awareness and kind of mm-hmm. looking back and say, where did this start? But what made, made me curious about it is, is, is this, are you seeing this as a problem or just a uniqueness about you? Um, I don't think it's a problem. Um, it's probably not even unique because so many people I talk to that resonates with them, they go, sure, I, I understand that. Yeah. But I think it is part of my food story and it enabled me to, to change the foods that I used in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't always have to be, doesn't have to be cake and ice cream. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, bagels and cream cheese and pizza. Uh, it can be a chicken stir fry. It can be um, whatever it is cooking in the kitchen with my son. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's love. Um, I I, lo- I really like this because it's it's still honoring your like who you are as a person and a, a, something you value and that gives you comfort and connects you with tradition. It doesn't take it away from you. It's like nope, you right. can't do that anymore. So you're still able to do it, but kind of striking a compromise? Absolutely. It's it's changing the story a little bit, yeah. but not in a way that destroys the story. I love that. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. I heard somebody talk about um, this on a podcast the other day about why why do I like McDonald's? <laughs> and, um, and he was clever because he said, you have to watch the whole video to find out. And um, click here if you've watched the whole thing. So he wanted to make sure we watched it to find out. And it he came from a family with six kids and they didn't have a lot of money and so when they went to McDonald's mom would buy like a bowl (laughs) and they all dove in and it was a special treat so to this day it's a connection to that time and that like such a special treat yeah absolutely Um, now it's a problem well and you can figure out how to change that story so you still have the memories and the treat but it's not the unhealthy part of it I told him he should buy McDonald's and change the menu but that well, that's my idea. There's that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's nice. That's a really. I really learned something from you about how to how to think about it for myself, and then for people as well when I share in my family. Um, 
I wanted to ask you about, I know that you coach people. Sure. Um, and work with people, you know, as a coach, obviously. But um, we, when we were talking earlier um, before the show, you had mentioned that you do most of your work remotely. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that would be a nice thing to talk about for my guests today because I wanted them to understand um, how many different ways they can work with people. Can you fill me in on a little bit of how that works? Sure, absolutely. You know, technology is such a, um, a blessing and a curse these days. Right, it, it can distract you, but it can also enable you to do so much more. So there are tons of different programs that we can use to connect with our clients. Mm -hmm. And I use um, Zoom a lot, which is, it's a free um, web conference, video conferencing program. Um, super simple, you can download an app and use it from your phone. You can use it from your laptop or your desktop, anything, you've got a camera or you could dial in from the phone and it lets me see people and connect with them even if we're right next to, we're not right next door to each other. Mm -hmm. um, Skype of course is great, FaceTime is great, and you can connect on the phone too. So you can have a, a conversation with anybody and help them really wherever they are in the world, which is really really nice. So if somebody's a little bit nervous about connecting or think it's going to be a lot of work, can you do you talk them through it or help them figure it out? Oh, absolutely. We, you know, it probably takes about 10 minutes, Yeah. even if somebody's really hesitant the first time. So it's it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, so the, the technology has changed. You know, I'm, I'm going to be 66 this year, so I've seen a lot of things changing. Yep. And in the old days, <laughs> it wasn't easy to get these things going. And so right. if you ever tried it, say even two years ago, it's mm -hmm. quite different now. It's you're in. Absolutely. Yeah. When I started my practice six years ago, um, it was different. Sure, you could do phone coaching. Mm -hmm. The challenge with phone coaching is you never really know if people are fully engaged and fully present. Mm -hmm. When you're on a video conference with them, you know if they're paying attention or not, mm -hmm. and if you're looking around, or if they're fidgeting with something else. Or And we get a lot, oh, we're being entertained, by the way. I don't know if you can. <laughs> That's great. A little music in the background. Um, the. Um, so a lot of our information is conveyed by you know our body posture and right. face. Yeah, so I agree. I think it's really nice. I love that you do that. That's great, and that you're so yeah. flexible about you know helping people with all the different ways they might that they might be comfortable with. Well, it's funny because you know when I first started, one of the objections people had. Well, let me back up a second. It's hard enough to get people to work on their health sometimes mm -hmm. without having the objection of, oh, but I don't have time to come see you. Um, or, you know, I can't um, build into my prices the time it takes for me to sit in traffic and come see them. So, you know, I would work with, um, with gyms and we'd, you know, we'd meet somewhere convenient for them. But it's so much better to be able to work um, via Zoom or via phone so that it's, it's mutually convenient mm -hmm. and there's no travel time, especially, goodness, in Boston, mm -hmm. the, the traffic can be a little bit out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it makes you so much more accessible to people. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, how, do you, how do you connect with folks? Like what are the ways that you, um, serve people, I guess, in, in general. Um, so you mean in my practice or how, how do I, how do people find me? 
Uh, let's see if I can say it a little differently. So you have these gifts and um, finding ways to reach out to people. And, and I know, I already know this about you, even though I don't, I don't know, but you give a lot. You give a lot of free stuff. You give a lot of information to help people. You make a living, you figure that out, but you do a lot of connecting with people. I do. I have a, a free group on Facebook that I have a lot of information on, uh -huh. and um, it's called Never Diet Again. Okay. I, you know, diet is a four-letter word, right? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and so people can connect with me there. I connect with people in, in various connection groups. Um, you know, I love to come on shows like this and, and see what we can do to help educate people that, um, that food is great. It's, it's not evil. You know, we shouldn't, um, we shouldn't worry so much about food. We should just educate ourselves on how we can fuel our bodies mm -hmm. and enjoy it at the same time. And, um, you know, I, I basically, the way I teach people about eating, I call it PFC every three, protein, fat, and carbs every three to four hours, mm -hmm. well-balanced meals. Um, all of that information's free. People mm -hmm. can follow the, the programs and the coaching at no charge. But if they want a little bit more accountability, if they want a little bit more support, mm -hmm. if they want a little bit more community, um, that's when they would want to come work with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I had something else in my head and, and it's escaping me that I wanted to ask you. Um, we were talking about the um, what you give away to people. Oh, I think I know. It was, it, what are some, when you said, um, what, the name of the Facebook thing was Never Die Again. Never Die Again. So, why? Well, there are so many fad diets out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just kind of got fed up with, oh, I'm trying this. And, and believe me, I have tried most of them in my <laughs> career. When I, before I really learned how to eat, you know, I came home from college my mm -hmm. first year, gained you know, an obscene amount of weight, and my mother put me on the stewardess diet, which is my first exposure to diets. Oh my God, what an awful name. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was terrible. It was not terribly unhealthy, yeah. um, but you know, the stewardess diet, the, the leek soup diet, the, the this, the that, and you know, I thought when I started working in this industry, we just have to stop. Mm -hmm. We have to stop with the fad diets and making ourselves crazy and just learn how to eat. So, so never diet again was something that people are like, yes, I never <laughs> want to diet again. <laughs> so where do you go from there? So di diet to me, well, let me ask you, what, is, what does diet mean to you? What, is the, what, is, what comes up for you when we say that word? Well, it's funny because diet is really just what we eat. Yes. Right? What we eat is our diet. But you're saying never diet again. So it, right. it has another meaning or layers there. Right. So when, but when you use it as a verb, uh -huh. you know, it, it has, um, has a meaning of food restriction yeah. and food prohibitions and feeling deprived and not being able to do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And so for the people who think of it that way, mm -hmm. you know, that's the kind of diet that I'd like to abolish. I, I, I don't think I ever heard anybody say to diet as a noun is okay, diet as a verb, not so much. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's a little bit, little bit nitpicky, but you know, when you look at it that way, 
Uh Yeah, yeah. And for the longest time, I I tried not to even use the word diet with my clients to say, let's talk about your eating plan. Let's talk about what you're going to eat. Yeah. Rather than let's talk about your diet because it brings up so much emotional baggage for people. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you now do you use it more comfortably, the word diet, or you still try to be careful to not confuse? Because I think people do get confused Mm -hmm. when they hear the word. Um, When I'm first meeting people, I try not to use the word too much because I want to be clear that, that I don't do diets in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, once they get to know me and we've worked together and they understand that diet is just what you eat, then, mm-hmm. it's, then it's okay to bring it into the, the yeah. vocabulary again. Yeah, so you set the stage at the right. beginning. Um, ho- what are the kinds of people you think you can, uh, I don't know if you can categorize kinds of people, but that you can help uh, the most? Like, do you have a sweet spot of who you like to work with or you, who you seem to connect with, kids, men, women, adults, teens? Sure, it's a great question. I typically work with busy women, um, busy moms. Mm -hmm. My sweet spot very often is sort of about time management as it applies to food, because everyone says, I'm too busy. I don't have time to meal plan. I don't have time to food shop. And so one of my biggest areas of expertise is helping them figure out how to build the time in in their existing lifestyle. Nice. So we're not saying, okay, you have to throw out everything you're doing yeah. and do something completely different, but let's figure out how to build it into pockets of time. Uh, yes, you can still go out to eat. Let's figure out how to do that. Yes, you can still be on the road with your kids' soccer games or whatever <laughs> tournaments. Uh, let's figure out how you can do that. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you have um, like a map for people? Are you brainstorm with people? How do you, get, how do you help people get there? A lot of it's customized. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody's got a different lifestyle. Yeah. But the basic foundation is all the same. Let's talk about what are your proteins, what are your fats, what are your carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what your lifestyle is. Where do you build your meals in? Where do you eat? Um, do you eat at home? Do you eat at restaurants? Do you eat uh, on airplanes? I travel a lot. So being able to be healthy and aware of what food you're putting into your mouth, wherever you are, is it's a skill set, but it's something that anybody can learn with practice. Mm-hmm. So it, it sounds like it. It's, it sounds like it's a lot of um, almost like managing your money. It's like it's there's a lot of pieces to it, and mm-hmm. it sounds like you kind of tackle little sections or areas mm-hmm. and kind of bring people to um, it, never perfection, but better right. and better and better. Is right. that true? Absolutely, like the theory of, of Kaizen, continuous improvement. So you start with a foundation, yeah. and you're always practicing. I'm always learning new things. I'm always finding new foods. Yeah. Um, there are some really amazing new pastas out there that are based of, on pea protein and black bean and, and quinoa mm-hmm. so that people who are gluten sensitive, for example, can still have pasta, mm-hmm. but it doesn't trigger their sensitivities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are always, always things to learn. Yeah, yeah, and keep, keep trying, keep yeah. practicing, make mistakes. Absolutely. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. The yeah. journey is up and down, back and forth. It's definitely not a straight line journey. Yeah. Do you have any um, success stories that you're particularly proud? I mean, I'm sure you're proud of all, your, all the things that you've done. Do you have anything that stands out for you where you've seen people do the impossible? <laughs> Well, 
Impossible is always possible if you want it to be, right? Yeah. Um, I was working with a woman last summer who, who I've known for many years, and she has been up and down on the roller coaster. She, you know, this magic pill and that silver bullet, and and she finally said, "Okay, Don, we're going to do this this time. I'm going to work with you directly. Help me." And so we finally So she committed. Her. She committed. Yeah. And that was key. She made a decision. She drew her line in the sand. She said, Donna, this time I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And um, we worked on the fact that there are no silver bullets. There's no easy button, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to put the work in. But if you put the work in, the rewards are there. And she was eager. Every week we talked about what goals she was going to accomplish that week. Just mm -hmm. little micro ones. Mm -hmm. You know, why is she doing it? Realizing why is important. Setting goals is important. Mm -hmm. um, you know, setting up her food foundation. Because mm -hmm. um, there's some food she liked and some she didn't. And, and if you don't like some foods, you don't have to eat them, mm -hmm. right? If you don't like broccoli, shall I say, <laughs> don't eat broccoli. It's okay. There are lots of other vegetables out there. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, just bit by bit, we put together a plan that worked for her. Mm -hmm. And it sounds simple, but she put the effort in every week. You know, she joined a gym, and she went food shopping, and she made her meals, and she ate them, and, and she achieved her goals. Mm -hmm. um, so I was super proud of her for doing that. Well, that's nice to hear. Often I see people will come in focused on the nutrition, and that triggers much bigger changes in their lives, mm. like jobs or relationships or communication or just so many other things improve way beyond the food. Do you find that? Absolutely. I was listening to a podcast this morning that talked about how important it is to get to the gym and do a workout, whatever that means to you, because it sets your mindset in the right place for your entire day. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that too. Uh, you know, it's not so much about the physical results. It's about what it helps your mind be able to do. Yeah. And the positive thinking and the fact that you've accomplished this. Yeah. I think that's why people say you should make your bed every morning. Yeah, the mindset. Right. Yeah. That's so, well, we have two minutes. Okay. Um, and I, I just feel like I'm getting warmed up because I want to get into <laughs> the visioning. And I, I just can see sitting in your office on the Zoom and um, just so many places we could go. You're amazing. Thank you. Um, what, at, usually on my show, I ask people about uh, their personal um, priorities mm -hmm. as far as their health. So what top three things does it take for you to be totally well? So for me, my biggest why is being a good role model for my son. He's 14. He's mm -hmm. at a, a stage where he's learning how to think about all this for himself. Yeah. And if I can get him into the kitchen, if I can get him thinking about what food he's putting on his plate and in his mouth, that's honestly my number one priority is to leave a good legacy. I for love him. that. I have the same one. I love it. <laughs> it's so important. And then for me personally, um, I have had, well, a very short, sure, I've had both hips and one knee replaced. So oh I have a, you know, yeah. sort of a constant rehab um, mentality, if you will. Yeah. And being able to stay strong and healthy for me to be able to do the things that I love is super important. Mm -hmm. So it's important what I put on my plate and what I bring into um, my body. Mm -hmm. um, and then the third is for my family, because if I can't be present for me, then I can't be present for them. Mm -hmm. and they say to put the mask on yourself first. Mm -hmm. And it's true, you know, sometimes it 
feels selfish, but self-care is not selfish. It's really mm -hmm. important to be able to be healthy so that you can be there for everybody else. That's really interesting and beautiful. I, I wrote a letter to someone I'd met at a networking event, and he has a lot of money. He's been so successful, and I kind of wrote down all the things that were on my mind. And he wrote back in capital letters, stop taking care of everybody else, take care of yourself first. That's right. Um, so it was exactly that. And that came from a brilliant man. So you're in good company with that. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we're about, we're about out of time. So Don McGee, thank you so much. Um, people reach out again to Instagram DM Nutrition and Don McGee Nutrition Coach. And... Um, I hope to see you again very soon and learn more from, from you. I really love your philosophy. And thank, thank you, you so for much. Coming. Thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate it. Yeah.